I track everything, every email I send, every time I get coffee, all of the things that I do with people who are qualified. And I also track what value I'm adding to them. I often send them things, whether it's sending an article that I find relevant, whether it's helping to get them a piece in Forbes or something along those lines. I always am looking at how I can help people who can help me too. You're listening to Financial Grown Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown Up. And you know what? Being a grown up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hey friends, ever wonder how those cool brands become so cool? Well, there's actually a whole business around it. It doesn't happen by accident. We have one of the best in the business here with us, giving us the scoop on how she builds her own social media marketing and branding business and personal brand. And it is very intentional and thought out. You'll be surprised how much goes into it. Nothing happens by accident, my friends. First, a quick welcome to our new listeners and our returning ones. So happy you're with us. If you like the show, tell someone. And of course, don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. I also want to thank everyone that's been emailing me, DMing me, posting compliments on various social media about the video promos. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I do them by myself and they're so much fun. And I'm also really excited that we are having this contest where I'm going to get to make one for one of you, for your business or for you. All you have to do is share them between now and July 1st. If it goes well, we'll do it again. But I need you guys to share the videos when you see them, retweet them on Facebook, share them on Instagram. You can repost them and make sure to tag me so that I see it. But I do have software that tracks it as well. And you know what? You got to be in it to win it. So you guys, you've been emailing me asking if you can pay me to make one. This is a way to get one for free. Literally the most tiniest effort, totally free. And I can't wait to see who I get to make one for. It's going to be really fun. Let's go to our guest. Likeable Media's Carrie Kirpin is the host of All the Social Ladies podcast, the author of Work It, Secrets for Success from the Boldest Women in Business. And she also because she has so much free time. She's also a mom and a wife, by the way. She hosts a Facebook watch channel under the Work It brand as well. She has fun for sure, but as you will hear, she is meticulous in tracking her return on brand building investment. Carrie has specific metrics and goals with all this content creation going on. She's laser focused on making sure that all of the pieces of her likable strategy work together. Like I said, guys, Nothing happens by accident. There's not a lot of luck involved. It's a lot of hard work. Here is Carrie Kirpin. Carrie Kirpin, you're a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Bobby. I'm so happy to be here. And I love watching all of your different developments to your journey. In addition to being the head of Likeable Media, you have your podcast, All the Social Ladies, because you're a social media agency. You have your book, Work It, Secrets for Success from the Boldest Women in Business. And of course, you have columns in Inc. and Forbes. And now you're in TV videos. You're everywhere, Carrie. Thank you. I try. I'm trying. Oh, wait, I have one more shout out. Your company 
likable media is the sixth best place to work. Is that in in the world or just New York City? (laughs) That's New York, sixth in New York City. But if you ask me, it's the best place in the world to work because everybody (laughs) really does have a great time here. And I visited it and I can attest it's a really great group of people that you have working at Likeable. So that's very well earned accolade. Is that what you call it? A word? Yeah. I don't know. An accolade, a distinction, any of All the things. things. Yeah. So yes. you, you do a lot for your work. So for your money story, what we're going to talk about is the fact that while you definitely have to focus on the bottom line and earning, you have a nicely growing staff. You've got to support that payroll. At the same time, your money story has to do with making some business decisions that aren't immediately obvious how they're going to pay off. Tell us what happened. Absolutely. So I have typically been very bottom line focused in building my business and growing. You know, we grew when we started, my husband and I started this business with $10,000 in the bank and we worked our way up as a, as an agency, you would sell clients, you would get in money, you would hire people and sort of grow organically. We didn't take in funding or anything like that. And I had always been super conscious of the bottom line. And once we got to a point where I felt like we were really stable and I had a good understanding of our profit margins, I decided to take a certain amount of the profit margins and invest in brand building and investing in myself. I started with a podcast, which most people do a podcast and look at and say, okay, how am I going to make money from advertising? I wasn't. You are the advertiser. Likeable is the the sponsor. Exactly. And you've turned people down. I know that you've been approached by outside sponsors. Outside sponsors, networks, et cetera. I don't take advertising for that podcast. I didn't take, you know, a ton of money for work at, you know, just a simple amount to write it and really didn't focus intensely on making money from book sales. And I really don't focus on incorporating any sponsors into work at the now the series that I run on Facebook Watch. I really looked at that as a long game investment in likable's future and in my future. You know, how am I going to build a brand? and focus on the brand building activities and keep it out of being sponsored, you know, really just be truly focused on building the brand and adding value and not worry so much on that about the bottom line, understanding that investing in that upfront yields a long-term result. Were there discussions with your team about this, with your husband, who's not fully involved in the business anymore, but he's still obviously an advisor in your life? Yes. So there were discussions around this, both with my team and with my husband who serves on the board at Likeable. So I would say that the first place I learned this from was my husband when he launched a book that became a New York Times bestseller called Likeable Social Media back in 2010 when we were building the business and we had just renamed our business Likeable. It wasn't originally Likeable when we started. What was the original name? Uh, the original name was the K Buzz Kirpin. It was, we had no idea what we were doing. Oh, we had just- that's so interesting. I never knew that. The K Buzz. It was a very brief period of time. We were the Kavas for about two years. And then we decided to do likable when on the Facebook, it was still like become a fan. You didn't even like a brand page. It was so fortuitous that as we did that, that really propelled our growth forward. But yeah, so Dave launched this book, invested a ton of time and energy in it, essentially had me running the business while he was working on that brand. Didn't focus so much on book sales, just focused on really getting his brand out there. And that really did help propel our business forward. So I learned from him to do that, but I had a little bit of a lack of confidence of doing that because I was uncomfortable, A, investing in myself and B, putting myself in the spotlight. And so I had hesitated for a long time to use that strategy. Once I decided to use the strategy, I also met with the management and leadership team here at Likeable and said, hey, 
I want to be where I can best serve the company. And I think the way I can best serve the company is to help drive leads through building a brand. What do you guys think if we take this year and we really invest in that? And they thought that it was actually a great idea. And so I had the management structure in place where the day-to-day handling of clients was taken care of by my president and the leadership team here at Likeable. And so that I, I allowed myself and freed myself up to do this. And once I had buy-in from them and buy-in from Dave, I was ready to go. All right. So you were very aware that this was not going to be revenue driving. This was about brand building. What is the lesson then for other people who maybe want to do something that is not direct to the bottom line? Because there is so much pressure. How do you know when it's worth it? Because there's also the danger that you could say, I'm doing this, but they're kind of just going down a road where they're doing something fun and fulfilling, but maybe it doesn't necessarily pay off. Not every, in other words, you were very directed, but how can you tell what is going to be a productive brand building exercise, non-revenue producing thing that you're going to do that will lead playing the long game to building your business as opposed to something that's just kind of going down the road? I have a few tips on this. So the first is to make sure you have enough in the bottom line to be able to invest in doing this. So I wouldn't recommend starting with this when you have no bottom line and no source of income or ability to do this. You need to be at a point where you've built your business enough to be sustainable and have enough income that you're willing to invest. The second thing is that you must be able to really articulate the way that this will help your business in the long run. So for me, when I do interviews, I make sure that a certain percentage of interviews are with women who I think can either be future clients or are people who can help me grow likable, either as advisors or something along those lines. And I'm helping them by giving them a platform and they're helping me by helping me not only grow my network, but find the right people to work with. And I think the third piece of what what helps you set a strategy like this is to have a long-term goal. So I wouldn't do this without an ability to have a long-term financial goal attached. So in other words, the actual activities may not produce revenue. However, I can pull back and say, because of the women I've met through this or because of this activity that I've done, I've been able to generate $5 million over the course of five years. So something that is more long-term helps you thinking in a long-term vision. This may not make you money right now, but how will this make you money in the long-term? Did you set specific goals? Yes. I set specific goals for everything that I do. First, I set specific goals on the bottom line that I need to produce for the right now. So what are the activities I'm doing right now that generate revenue? Then on the long-term goals, I start with how many people am I going to meet who I would describe as qualified? How many women or men am I going to network with who are potential clients of likable, if that were my strategy? And then it starts with number of people I meet then number of touch points, how many times I connect with them. I keep it all really well documented so that I know that I'm nurturing relationships over time. And I think that's one of the keys to really looking at a long-term strategy. One of the the dangers of a long-term strategy is you could say, oh, it's so long-term, it feels so far away. I don't really need to worry about revenue at all. However, with that, you can get really lost and invest too much in the current activity that you're doing to build a brand and then not reach the long-term goal. You have to always have that long-term goal in mind. And I always have a revenue goal in mind when I do that. And you're being intentional and you're tracking what you're doing. I track everything, every email I send, every time I get coffee, all of the things that I do with people who are qualified. And I also track what value I'm adding to them. Like, I often send them things, whether it's sending an article that I find relevant, whether it's helping to get them a piece in Forbes or something along those lines. I always am looking at how I can help people who can help me too. 
another way you can help people is with your money tip, which has to do with negotiating. Yep. In negotiating, use what I call your mental mute button. In other words, sometimes when negotiating, we tend to talk way too much. We will go, well, I think this, and I think I'm worth this, or I think I should be getting this, and here's why, and let me give you all of these reasons. Instead, use a mental mute. Let's say you're negotiating for a speaking engagement. What is the speaking fee for this engagement? And then pause. Let them own the awkwardness. Let them don't don't say, well, I normally charge this and well, I normally do this. If you just put yourself on mute, let the awkwardness go to them, let them talk and then give yourself the power to respond. Take a minute and take a pause. Use that mental mute button and your negotiating will get a lot better, a lot faster. I love it. Do you ever leave completely and then come back and say, I'll think about it? Or do you feel you have to yep. give an answer right away? No, I love stalling. I don't mind stalling at all. I think any kind of awkwardness to put on them is good. And owning your own time and your own power in that way is great. All right, Carrie Kirpin, tell us what's going on. The book is already a bestseller. Now you're doing more video. Yep. So you can watch Work It on Facebook Watch under Carrie Kirpin. You can get Work It at workitthebook.com and follow me at Carrie Kirpin on all social handles. It's all the same thing, Carrie Kirpin. Awesome. Thank you, Carrie Kirpin. You are welcome, Bobby. Carrie makes it all look so easy. So it was great to hear that behind the scenes, there's a lot of thought and intention going on with everything that Carrie does. Not the least of which is that she didn't start doing all this personal branding until the time was right. So financial grown-up tip number one, don't forget you need for your business to have enough financial stability so you can do things like meet payroll and other financial obligations before you go out and do this big brand building like Carrie did. It's not that brand building is a luxury or a nice to have. It's needed, totally. But keeping the lights on in the most basic sense, paying your employees, making sure that payroll is happening and your business is running, that's gotta come first. Financial going up tip number two. Track everything. It is great to be social with clients, potential clients, and business-related friends. And sometimes the lines get really blurred with who's a friend, who's a business acquaintance, who's a client. Life is messy. But this is still something that's important. It's something I don't do. But Carrie made me think about it. It is something worth starting to track. A connection made years ago and nurtured can yield results now or in the future. Don't just go to people when you need something from them. Go to them when you can give them something that may not even be something that they have been asking you for. Proactively offer to do something for them, something you know that could benefit them. So many of the best opportunities come from the most tangential contacts, often people that are not even in your closest circles. It's karma. It'll come back to you. So go today to someone that you haven't touched base with in a little bit and reach out and see if there's something you can do to help their business. All right, I have been totally overwhelmed by emails and DMs, Facebook, Messenger, social media comments, texts, and in-person requests for those promo videos. Just a reminder, they are not for sale, but they are available to win. If you are interested, very easy. All you have to do is when you see the promo videos on social media, retweet them, share them, repost them, tag me if you can. I do have software that tracks it either way, but just to be sure, feel free to tag me when you do that. Don't assume, by the way, that you're not eligible for some reason. The winner of a recent book giveaway contest for Randy Zuckerberg's Pick 3 was someone that I knew, but you know what? She was first to enter. She was enthusiastic. She followed directions, and she was so excited when she won. 
as long as you're not related to me, and as long as you don't have any financial ties to the podcast, you are in. And guys, isn't free better than paying for a video? I'm excited to see who wins. Anyway, on that note, I'll have to come up with a really good video, a really likable video, I should say, for Ms. Carrie Kirpin. I hope you enjoyed her story about investing in brand building and doing things that sometimes are a little bit out of our comfort zone. It's hard, even for me. I'm having a tough time getting comfortable sharing more of my life, personal things, but I'm working on it. I confess to not being good at tracking all of my various business coffees and all that stuff. More to come. We'll see. But the responses make it worth it. So thanks to all of you and thanks to Carrie for getting us all one step closer to being financial grownups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.